it's time for the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and local sports, exclusively on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City, and streaming online right now at foxsportsrapidcity.com. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show. Here's your host, Nate Brown. Good afternoon, everybody. How are you? Thanks for being here. The Nate Brown Show is back. We're live on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. Starting the week like 50-60. That's not bad. And then the wind's like going to hit 60 miles an hour in the next day or so. So it, it is spring in South Dakota. But we are back and ready to go. South Dakota Sports Talk Show after a fun weekend. Fun weekend of basketball. South Dakota State women. How about it? WNIT champs. And, I mean, they blew out Seton Hall. I was watching that on Saturday at BetMGM Sportsbook. And they just blew them out. A runaway for the Jackrabbit women. We'll discuss that more. Coming up, the Nate Brown Show is live on Fox Sports Rapid City. Brought to you in part by the Rehab Doctors, our partners when it comes to taking care of local athletes here they do the job we want to tell you all about it the rehab doctors for pain relief without surgery see the rehab doctors back neck pain you have an injury they'll evaluate it and they'll get it done i'll tell you that i've been there they do an outstanding job the rehab doctors for pain relief without surgery the non-operative experts in rapid city take your first step to feeling better the rehab they remind you no referrals necessary you have a choice for your medical care TheRehabDoctors.com. On the Monday show, the Nate Brown Show is ready to go. We'll go to New Orleans tonight. Former Boston College head coach, college basketball analyst now, Scott Spinelli joins us tonight as we get set for championship night. 7.20 Mountain Time tip. North Carolina. Yes, I didn't want to say that. North Carolina against Kansas. Tonight, tonight, we'll talk to Scott Spinelli coming up, the Breakdown Podcast. Coach Spinelli on the way. A lot to get to here. We got Cooper Bowman tonight in his first interview since spring training, wrapping up with the Yankees, and now he's been assigned to a team. Where's Cooper Bowman going? What's his future like? The fourth-round draft choice of the New York Yankees. We'll talk to Cooper Bowman live tonight. Uh, from New York as he gets set to uh, start his summer season. Matt Zimmer's on the way. Speaking of the Jackrabbits, the Argus leader, Jackrabbit beat writer, he covered the WNIT title game. We'll hit that. And some interesting news out today with the Missouri Valley Football Conference. You may have not seen this. Okay, It's been a lot of hoops, a lot of basketball coverage. You may have not seen this. So the Jackrabbits, USD, and the Missouri Valley playing football and some news out there. We'll talk to Matt Zimmer, Argus leader, live from Sioux Falls. Ben Standig is on. Senior writer, The Athletic, covers the Commanders. Washington, in a bit of a situation potentially here. There's a lot of uh, complicated things with the Washington Commanders, Daniel Snyder, some allegations. It's been wild, really, for the last couple of years, all the stuff coming out. And uh, nothing's really been handled. Nothing's been discussed too much. And now another um, House committee testimony today. So a former employee of the Washington football team went to a committee 
and testify to the House today. Ben Standig covers the Commanders. We'll talk to him straight ahead, senior writer of The Athletic from D.C. And then down to Denver tonight, Ryan O'Halloran drops by. He wrote an interesting piece. Who was one of the guys that helped get Russell Wilson to the Broncos? Who was one of the all-time greats for the Broncos that helped get Russell Wilson? Ryan O'Halloran has it, Denver Post, Broncos beat writer. So we are uh, packed and ready, and we're ready to go. 720-1067, join us on the program. 720-1067, that's the Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar. Sportsline Live, have you hit the new Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar, North Lacrosse? 720-1067, our number. Join us today. And also on the Barron's Wilson text line, 720-1067. Text the show directly. So I got a couple of questions of the day. One here is uh, really easy, okay? It's just a fun one. I'm, I'm trying to get you guys to uh, tell me if, if I can do this because I'm having a tough time today. I am having a tough time today. So tonight... I love hoops. I love college basketball. I'm one of those guys. So some people put college basketball, well, I, I watch it rarely. I watch it sometimes. I only watch March Madness. <laughs> and then I only watch if my favorite team's playing. I'm one of those guys that I just, March might be my favorite month. March might, might be my favorite month from the high school tournaments, girls and boys. Then we get into the March Madness side. I mean, we got college hoops across the board, and it might be my favorite month of sports. I'm that into it. So I'm having a tough time today of what I should do tonight. And really, I'm looking at it saying I'm disappointed from the loss Saturday night. You all know this. I hope that I'm a big Duke fan. Okay, I'm a Duke fan. I was wearing my Duke stuff up at BetMGM Sportsbook, 10 Lizzie. We were all juiced and ready. We were ready. Ran into a lot of folks that I know. That was a lot of fun on Saturday. And then Duke battled, and it was a it was a good game. I, I thought Duke let some things uh, go. They didn't play their best, and they lose. Okay, it is what it is. I'm, I'm not going to break down X's and O's. What Duke did, what Duke did not do. Coach K's last game. I, I understand. It's been a long lead up. Everybody was wondering is Coach K going to go out a winner? I told you on this show. I didn't feel great about it. I felt nervous about it. Yet my guy, producer of the show, Matt Kearney, said, you've got to pick Duke. So he told me, you've got to pick Duke. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to blame Matt Kearney uh, for the problem on, on Saturday because I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling good about it. And then things went south, and Matt said, oh, no, Duke, you, you got to go Duke. So, nonetheless, that's, that's, that's gone now. Now into tonight. Now into tonight. So I have to root against North Carolina, right? I mean, I'm sitting here. I haven't liked North Carolina for years, for years. And I was jabbing some uh, North Carolina fans up there in Deadwood at Tin Lizzie on Saturday. I was, I was having a little fun. We were back and forth. Saw some for, uh, high school coaches up there that are North Carolina fans, by the way. These high school coaches I know, they were North Carolina fans. And uh, I was I was hitting them a little bit, having fun, and then and then I started thinking, am I going to root for North Carolina in Monday night's championship as a Duke Blue Blood fan, as a Duke fan? Tobacco Road, the rivalry, and, and North Carolina just bounced us, just bounced Coach K in his career. He's gone. This is the last we're going to see of Coach K, and it was all due to North Carolina. And I'm sitting here on a Monday, starting the Nate Brown show. Seriously, I'm I'm wondering. If I should root for North Carolina, and why do I say this? I should hate them. I should dislike them. I mean, uh, you know, some of the annoying players they have. 
you know, Brady Manick and his hair and beard flopping around, I'll tell you. Um, you know who I like? Hubert Davis. Hubert Davis, the head coach of the North Carolina Tar Heels. First-year head coach, steps in for a legend like Roy Williams, has done an outstanding job. They, they've been under the radar. They've pulled off upsets, and Hubert Davis has humility, very humble, very low-key. Hubert Davis just feels like a guy, going all the way back to his NBA days. I mean, I watched Hubert Davis as you did in the NBA. Hubert Davis is, is a likable guy. I can't hate Hubert today. I, I'm serious about this. I can't hate Hubert today. So I'm sitting here as a Duke fan. Is this, uh, what would you call it, sacrilegious? <laughs> would, would this, am I going to, am I going to cheer for um, North Carolina tonight? You got to have a dog in the fight here tonight. So you got to have some passion and energy of your UNC, your Kansas. I think there's a lot of Kansas fans, by the way. I saw a lot of them on Saturday. A lot of Jayhawk fans around here. You guys have been rolling with Kansas for quite a while. So I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to put it out there from a long, determined Duke rivalry, North Carolina situation. Okay, this has been long. I haven't cheered for North Carolina ever. I haven't cheered for them ever. And I have a feeling it's starting to get into me like, when I cheered against Tom Brady all these years as a Broncos fan and cheered against the Patriots and Tom Brady, and then I started realizing, well, maybe Tom's not as bad as I thought. Maybe maybe he's, maybe he's not as bad of a guy as I thought, and then he left the evil empire of the Patriots, and then I'm sitting here, and I'm rooting for Tom Brady against the Chiefs because of the Chiefs' rivalry aspect for my Broncos. So I'm starting to... Uh, I'm starting to wane here a little bit. I can't believe it. Coach K and Duke is out, and I'm faced with an impossible task tonight of cheering for North Carolina. Why? I like stories. I like uh, leaders, and Hubert Davis feels like a really, really good leader, a really good story. North Carolina, an underdog. Kansas has won 33 games. And by the way, did we forget about something? Let me get into this. Let me get into this. This is what I really wanted to discuss as we started the show. So, I'm I'm at a I'm at a standstill here. I'm not I'm still not sure who I'm pulling for tonight. I'm still not sure who I'm pulling for cuz I hate seeing the uh, the Tar Heels win anything. I will tell you that cuz then they rub it in everybody's face and you know, they already hit us on Saturday. But Hubert Davis is a really likable guy and you know who he's going up against. He's going up against Bill Self and the Kansas Jayhawks. And I have a feeling most of America, most of this uh, country, and even most of the sports fans that are plugged into this stuff forget the Kansas Jayhawks are still facing NCAA infractions. Yes, NCAA president Mark Emmert, the president of the NCAA, he's going to be handing the trophy off tonight. Maybe to Bill Self, the head coach of the Kansas Jayhawks, and they're still awaiting what the NCAA is going to do with them involving, quote, five level one charges. The NCAA has called the Kansas Jayhawks basketball recruiting scandal. The violations, they've called them egregious and severe. Five level one charges. And I'm going to tell you, I, th I think most people have totally forgotten why. 
This FBI case with Kansas and these other programs, how long has this been going on? I mean, it, it is classic NCAA. Hey, we're going to really dig into something. Then it went federal, and now it's taken forever and a day. It's taken forever and a day. But isn't that something tonight? You got Bill Self, who's been there at Kansas, and, and you may like Bill and, and Kansas and the whole program there, and he's done a nice job, but he is under a review, waiting resolution on major infractions, okay? Major infractions. This goes back to the allegations with Adidas and funneling money to recruits, if you don't know, if you're not aware, funneling money to recruits coming in and text messages and, and the whole thing. LSU was in here. Arizona was in here. Kansas was in here. And then people are throwing out, well, everybody does this. Well, there was quite a few programs listed, assistant coaches getting popped, and some of the big boys, like Bill Self, have been well, just kind of standing back and waiting. As a matter of fact, I just, I just look at it and say, that is ironic to me that we're sitting here handing off the NCAA championship tonight, maybe to a program that's for years been waiting now for this federal case and these NCAA infractions that are five level one charges. And the NCAA president's going to be on the stage going, congrats <laughs> to, to Bill Self and Kansas. And you know what? You know what? Things have changed in our world so much. You know this because uh, public opinion now is what? We're now giving sponsorship dollars to kids. We're now having them get into uh, uh, sponsorships and endorsements. And this was kind of the thing that got this whole name, image, and likeness thing going to a point. I believe that. The, the legal money above the table now, not money below the table because this scheme was widespread. This scheme was widespread involving apparel uh, executives, shoe executives, college programs, high-level recruits, and we're, and we're talking now we're just trying to, well, now we have the money above board. And there's all these sorts of uh, rules and things that maybe people aren't following, similar to how it went back in the day, but it's just so interesting. By the way, I just found this. The case started in, get this, get this, when the case started with the FBI and college hoops. 2017. <laughs> I mean, that's that's amazing. That is amazing. I, I know I'm not a federal guy, so I don't know all this uh, ins and outs. Federal uh, cases. It started September 2017, and Bill Self in Kansas are still awaiting to find out what the NCAA has uh, with the federal situation that's been going on. And by the way, that's, I just say, that's classic NCAA. So I will say this. I know, we, we, it, back in the day, back in the olden days, people would have hammered, oh, this guy cheats, and that guy cheats. Now I think most of the college basketball world says, everybody was doing this. You know this, right? Everybody was doing this. So it's not a biggie that Kansas and Bill Self may be in this position. Because public opinion has changed. And I do say, I will say, public opinion has changed, whether you think that's right or not. Because back in the day, it was against the quote-unquote rules. It was against the rules. There was some, a lot of money going around, a lot of money going around. And now we still haven't uh, got word what's really going to happen with Bill Self in Kansas. Took a long time for this case. LSU um, had their coach, uh, and, and he's no longer there. 
Okay, LSU's coach was involved in a situation like this, and he's no longer there. Wouldn't it be so interesting? I, I just have a feeling the NCAA's not going to do much anyway because the whole landscape has changed. They might. They might. They might say, hey, five level one charges. Here's We found this and this and this, and Bill Self was aware of this and this, and so he's, he's going to have to be whatever, suspended or, or gone or what. I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. The whole landscape has changed, and it's taken five years. I mean, it's just, it's just unreal, but it, it does hit me a little bit that I'm sitting here looking at it, college basketball, and how things have changed so drastically, so drastically, just in the past 18 months. All of this stuff was big news, big stories, this recruit getting that, and, and now recruits are getting stuff, and now college basketball is dealing with transfer portals and sponsorships, and we still haven't solved the original case that kind of got this out in the open that maybe we should start looking at what's really happening in these programs. We still haven't solved it. And Bill Self in Kansas, one of the major schools in the middle of it. Uh, listener text, you can't root for Kansas. That's almost sacrilegious. My favorite team is anyone playing Kansas. Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. My favorite team is anyone playing North Carolina. My favorite team is anyone playing North Carolina. Yet I'm sitting here and I'm looking, hey, Hubert Davis. How can you cheer against Hubert, the job he's done? I mean, if you watch Hubert, if you see any of the interviews, if you, if you look into you know, his, his path here and, and how he's running the program, he's a tough guy to root against tonight. He's a tough, tough guy to root against. I'm a Duke fan. Am I going to uh, root for North Carolina? I don't think I can. Man, it's a tough spot. Uh, listener text, Nate, this is classic feds. Class- <laughs> what, do, what do you mean? Cases take five years? Yeah, we still don't know uh, what the story is with Kansas and these other programs. Five years later, and Bill Self's in the title game tonight. And the whole, the whole deal has changed. Um, thanks for calling. You're live, and you go ahead. I, I can't believe you and your listeners still doesn't believe cheating going on every day, Nate. Every oh, I day. think Look it does. I think it does. And likeness. Now you guys want regulation. Well, Nate, you should have done that in the get-go. Well, that's what I said. That's now? what I said. The NCAA should have done that. They should have done that. They didn't want to. Why are they even involved? Why do we got to give kids money to get a scholarship? I guess I'm confused. <laughs> well, you may want to check it because they're giving out millions. They're well, giving out millions. Nate, but, Nate, whatever happened to giving the kid 100 bucks after a game, sticking it in his shoulder pad? <laughs> you know? I mean, come on. You guys know, Nate, this is your generation, buddy. What? What do you mean? Hey. What do you mean? This is all your generation, Nate. You bred these kids. Oh, okay? I did. Okay, I'm your to blame. Okay, good, good. Your Thank you. I'm to blame. Maybe not from, Explain it. Maybe not from Montana. Oh, okay. But this is your age group, Nate. Oh, okay. Thanks oh, for clearing Nate. that up. I, I, need, I, need, I need this to replay because, my God, I've only been watching baseball Steve, the deal for is this. Years, the deal is this. The deal is this. If a guy's getting million-dollar uh, sponsorship at this school and they're going to pay it, he's going to go there. 
Otherwise, somebody else is going to do it. So you say, hey, we want to offer scholarships. Hey, come here. You get a scholarship. It's really good. Come here for a scholarship. You want you to have a program, Steve. You're going to be losing. Who cares? Nate, oh, you, you want to win. Got a program now. Nate, you got what, four teams, five teams That's in the thing. That's football? the thing, Steve. Things change. I mean, no. I don't like some How of the changes, change? but they change. Yeah. You know what I mean? Times change. I don't like well, some of yeah. the changes. It's just ridiculous. And, and you're worried about Kansas? My favorite thing was watching old Kale, Coach, uh, what's his name, Jay? Coach Jay. K. K. Coach K. My God, yes, you, lose yes. your, you lose your tournament game at North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a Coach K fan? Final. Are you a Coach K fan? Oh, I respect anybody that coaches that long. Game. All yeah, right. If you think Coach K is so innocent, I mean, come on. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Okay. But, you right. know, I'm just trying to get the real picture out there. This stuff has been going on. You guys wanted the Well, I know replay. that. I know that. You guys wanted Billy Joe to go to 17 colleges so he can find the right fit. <laughs> No, I, you know, don't don't no, don't throw me they, in all these blanks. You wanted this. School? You wanted that. You wanted this. I, I I have a hard time tracking what you're saying. What no, what else you, did I want? You, this is what you always wanted. You said no. kids should be able to go where they want. I said uh, one time transfer. Elliott, Let's clear that up. I said one time transfer. Million? I said one time transfer. Let's clear that up. I said you because you should be able to transfer once. Well, you shouldn't even get a one-time transfer. Why? I'd rather go back to the other days where you have to go down a division. Oh, and wait well, a year. sometimes kids make mistakes, so I'm going to give them. Well, one. you know what, Nate? In the real world, in the real world, Nate. Guess what? There's mistakes every day. How many do you make today, Nate? Probably a You're lot. You're not that perfect. Okay. <laughs> so what are we teaching kids? Well, if you don't like this job after a week and you got your first paycheck, I'll go to the, another one. And I'll All go right, to buddy. another one. We're off and running. I, I, I can't I appreciate even get it. the same girl at a high-class sandwich shop in town. <laughs> I ain't got the same person once All every right, two but- weeks. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yep. Thanks for getting us going. Okay. All right. We're. <laughs> I think we're officially off and running now. Is that right? All right. I'm having a hard time tracking what else I need to say. But, but, okay. I want you to. Uh, I want you to answer this. I want you to answer this. Here's the. Here's the real question of the day. Let's get started. Let's get started. What sports event this week captures your attention the most? Now, I said I loved March. I love March Madness, the high school tournaments, all the stuff going on. I mean, I love March in sports. Now, what sports event this week captures your attention? I've got three for you. Kansas UNC tonight, the Masters this week, or Major League Baseball opening day here in a few days. What sports event? Now, you tell me, 720-1067, Barron's Wilson text line, answer the question of the day. I'm curious because it's going to give me a sense for, okay, who's dialed into what? Who's plugged into what? I think there's a lot of golf fans out there. I think there's a lot of golf fans out there, although I've talked to guys like, eh, it's not the same if Tiger's not in the mix, and it looks like Tiger might be in the mix. That's that's what it looks like. So what sports event this week captures your attention? So you're a sports fan. We're wrapping up hoops. Are you into Kansas UNC tonight, the Masters, or Major League Baseball opening day? Just, just your attention, you're juiced and ready. 
What is it? 720-1067. I want to know. College Hoops National Championship, the Masters, Major League Baseball opening day. Some nice, nice sporting events this week. We'll get into it straight ahead. First, Ryan O'Halloran, Denver Post Broncos beat writer. Why did Russell Wilson come to the Broncos? Many reasons. But did you know one guy was involved in getting Russell Wilson, a former Bronco legend? We'll discuss it. Ryan O'Halloran on the way. You're listening to the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. The Nate Brown Show on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Rapid City in the Black Hills, if you're shopping for a new vehicle before you buy, stop by Gateway, one of our two locations, 123 Omaha or 410 North Campbell. We specialize in credit rebuilder programs. We specialize in finding you the rarest cars in the market. We specialize in the funnest car buying experience. If you have good credit, bad credit, no problem. We specialize in people. Gateway Autoplex with one of the largest inventories in the Black Hills. I'm Scott Anna. And I'm Adam Ray. And nobody, I mean nobody, beats a Gateway deal. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A high wind warning begins at noon tomorrow and continues until 6 p.m. Thursday night. A winter storm watch begins at midnight Wednesday morning and continues until midnight Thursday morning. Lows around 37 tonight under cloudy skies with a chance for scattered rain showers. Westerly winds 20 to 25 miles per hour. Tomorrow, high of 48. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 66. With two locations in Rapid City, Pizza Ranch is ready to serve your family. Every Wednesday is Kids Day. This is the best deal out there with the best buffet in town. One child, 12 and under, eats free for every regular-priced adult at the Pizza Ranch Buffet Wednesdays. And don't forget their senior special every Tuesday for $8.99. The Pizza Ranch Buffet. It's all good at the Pizza Ranch with two locations in Rapid City. And remember, daily online specials for carryout or delivery at Pizza Ranch. Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, Blackhawk. Ever since Barron's Wilson Funeral Home first opened their doors in Rapid City 140 years ago, they have continued to make personal service their number one priority. In your time of grief, they offer a personal touch by being at your side through every step of the funeral process. They answer difficult questions and guide you toward other professional services you may need. See for yourself the wide variety of services they can provide for you by visiting their website at barronswilson.com. Black Hills Community Bank in Rapid City and Spearfish is your home loans bank. And with rates still low, you should ask them if your tax refund will cover your down payment on your home sweet home. Black Hills Community Bank is ready to be your local partner in helping you take that next step to home ownership. With local originators, underwriting and processing, and several down payment assistance options, is now your time to look at home ownership? Black Hills Community Bank in Rapid City and Spearfish at bhcbank.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, Rapid City, it's Doug Gottlieb. Join me weekdays from 1 to 4 right here on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. And now let's get you back to the Nate Brown Show, Rapid City's sports talk show. 
the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Getting back at it on a Monday on Fox Sports Rapid City. Check us there, 1067 FM, 11:50 AM on the radio side. Bring us up on Twitter and watch the show live on your phone, tablet. There at Nate Brown Show on Twitter. If you're on Twitter at Nate Brown Show, follow the show, watch the show live. We're going to go to the final four next. Scott Spinelli's in, former head coach, Boston College. will break down the championship, North Carolina, Kansas tonight. My Dukies got hit. We just got hit. It is what it is. I'm not going not to go there anymore. I'm not going to go there anymore. That was a tough Saturday night. Scott Spinelli on the way, former head coach, Boston College. will get his pick tonight. Um, I'm asking you for your pick and the question of the day. Great sporting events this week. The Masters. National Championship tonight, Kansas, UNC, and then you got Major League Baseball opening day just this week. What gets your attention the most? The Masters is winning our question right now. The Masters. Wow. Uh, Listener text coming in. My vote's for underwater basket weaving. Thank you. Thank you. That might be an option. I'm not sure. You're not going to watch any of those? Any of those? Basket weaving? All right. Ryan O'Halloran on. Broncos beat writer, DenverPost.com. Interesting piece out about a Broncos legend um, in the mix helping to uh, steer Russell Wilson the right way, which was to Denver. Ryan O'Halloran on Twitter, at Ryan O'Halloran. He's live from Denver. Ryan, thanks for coming on. How are you? Oh, good, Nate. Uh, I'll vote for the Masters. Oh, the Masters, huh? The Masters. You're, yeah. I, I don't take uh, you for a Masters guy. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't golf, but I like writing about it. And it's probably one of the few things left on my covering bucket list mm, mm. that I haven't made to. But, uh, I mean, the national championship game night, I'll be sleeping by halftime. Oh, come on. Come on. All right. Um, who's your college team? I mean, you're a North Dakota State guy, but that doesn't count. Well, I graduated from Kansas State. Uh, oh. oh. Um, but... Um, I don't have really a rooting interest in college hoops. Yeah, I don't mind having it on, but I don't really have, unless I'm betting the game, that's my rooting interest. All right, all right, I got you on that. Um, let me let me get to this. Your, your piece out, DenverPost.com, really interesting, and uh, you did a nice job on it. And I wonder if people were were surprised by this and and how you went down this road of Peyton Manning being involved with the Broncos, being engaged with the Broncos in a pretty big way still, and uh, potentially helping there with, with the Russell Wilson situation. Explain the piece. Yeah, and I talked to Peyton on Friday uh, for one of his business interests uh, that, for a story that will be appearing next Monday. But usually when I do talk to Peyton, it's, hey, uh, we'll talk some ball toward the end of the phone call. And, you know, remember last year he, he talked about how he had met with Drew Locke at Manning's house to watch him film, go over some stuff, et cetera. And, and uh, you know, I asked him, I said, hey, what does Russell Wilson bring to this organization? And he offered a lot of the stuff in that story that, uh, you know, Russell Wilson had said last month that he reached out to Manning uh, before the trade was official. Hey, tell me about the town. Tell me about the organization. You know, are they? You know, are, are their commitment to winning, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, and then fast forward a couple of weeks ago, Wilson uh, had those workouts in San Diego. He texted some of those video, videos to Manning. Uh, Peyton says he plans on meeting with Wilson uh, later this month, and he's already talked to Nate Hackett uh, about, hey, this is what helped me during my transition from being a longtime Colt to a new Bronco. And, and how it applies to Wilson being a longtime Seahawk and now a Bronco. That's really interesting. So, you know, people looking at this, Ryan, saying, 
Well, Peyton's there in Denver. Um, why is he so engaged with the Broncos? He was a longtime Colt. He really just seems like, uh, man, he likes Denver, and, and it feels like he wants to be involved here. Yeah, and you know, like one of his go-to lines is he says, "I root for all quarterbacks." And so, if somebody expresses interest in you know talking ball with him, he's going to do it. And so that's part of it. Second part of it is he's a Bronco fan. Um, he finished his career here. He lives here. He's at it pretty much every home game. You know, and during the during our phone chat, he referred to uh, the Broncos as our receivers. So, you know, I think he, there's still a rooting interest there, and I think he does have a lot of respect for Wilson. You know, at this stage of his career, entering his age 33 season, Peyton came here for his age 36 season. It's a little different, but uh, I think, uh, you know, he, he's invested in, in helping the Broncos. And, you know, I think, you know, let's, let's face it, you know, he may have a piece of the team by the start of the regular season. You know, that, uh, mm. you know, that remains to be seen. But I think uh, regardless if he wasn't interested or not, uh, he, he likes seeing the Broncos do well. Pieces there, DenverPost.com from Ryan O'Halloran on Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson, the relationship uh, blossoming there. So a lot of reasons Russ came to Denver. But does this Peyton Manning deal, well, okay, I could expect this. I'm getting a little bit of help here. Do you think that helped? Um, I think uh, you, know, don't, you don't want to say if it was a deal maker, uh, but you look at it from Wilson's standpoint, he spent all those years in Seattle. Now this trade stuff was presented to him. He had to make a quick decision whether to waive that uh, no trade clause. So I think he was looking for assurances. Hey, I, you know, maybe he was saying to himself, saying to his team, his family, hey, I think this is the right move, but I need some assurances. What better guy to call? I mean, there's very few people in this world who can relate to Russell Wilson has been in his shoes. Peyton Manning's one of them. So if Manning was receptive to give his feedback, uh, it would have been foolish not to listen to him. I want to ask you about the Russell Wilson brand. And I want to, you know, Peyton Manning has a brand. I, I, I see this as very similar. Both guys are leaders, um, analytical. They're, they're, they're really good off the field, involved in a lot of things. Um, how similar is Russell Wilson to Peyton Manning, do you believe? Um, you know, probably, a little, probably a little bit for those reasons you listed. You don't see Wilson in the commercial realm as much as Manning was even as a player. Yeah. Uh, so you're not going to see his face on TV. But flip side is Russell Wilson is, a, is you know, 150 times more active on social media, be it Twitter or Instagram. I mean, hell, Peyton just got an Instagram started the other week. <laughs> so, uh, as he, he said, talk about being a dinosaur. But, uh, you know, so uh, different brands, but same goal is to, you know, uh, promote their causes and have some fun with it. Uh, away from the field. It's interesting. One more on the Russell Wilson thing. He's got his own production crew. They were recording the videos. You know, he was doing that whole thing. I talked to a guy that covered him in Seattle. He said, everything is really calculated, you know, almost scripted. Russell Wilson has a control on his brand. And some fans say, um, is he dialed in here with the team? Well, what do you say? I think he is. And then I think he's going to be liberated coming to the Broncos where you know, when we were in Florida last week at the league meeting, you know, Nate Hackett said, "Hey, you know this. You know this is going to be the. You know this is going to be a Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett offense for the Broncos. That's probably more ownership than Wilson ever had in Seattle, and it's probably one of the reasons why he was ready to break that relationship. So, um, you know, you, if you're not all about winning, you're not bringing guys in a week after the trade to California on your own dime 
to get workouts in. And I, you know, he'll be here next week when they start the off-season program. He's got he's got to set a tone. And one thing that Manning said in, in the story is these receivers and these tight ends, though, there is no quarterback competition. Russell Wilson's their starter. It's up to them to create that consistency. It's up to them to create that chemistry and continuity. Ryan O'Halloran on Broncos beat writer, DenverPost.com. couple more here. How about the ownership front? Um, pretty quiet there, but, you know, people are kind of wondering, where, where's that at? Yeah. Well, Joe Ellis said last week that he is still optimistic there'll be uh, a new order by the start of the regular season. And so that clock is ticking. And, you know, one thing you're finding out, and I bounced this price off a lot of people in Florida last week, I'm thinking the floor is $4.5 billion. And I didn't, I didn't find people disagreeing with that. So, okay, what does that mean? That means you're probably most likely not going to have somebody buy 100% of it. Okay, let's say maybe 75 to 80% for the main shareholder. Well, that now comes into the league where they want some diversity in their ownership ranks. Uh, maybe they pair some people with the main guy. So I think there's a lot of wheels in motion in the background. Um, a lot of people you know, are interested, but the, the number of guys and gals or whatever – who have the finance finances to make this work are very few. So it'll be interesting to see when it's all completed, what's the share that the main person has. Um, I want to get into uh, one transaction here that people, some people said, oh, they, they should go after him. And, and it doesn't seem to be the case. Tyron Matthew. Um, is that out now, the window? I mean, I don't think it was ever in the house. Okay. Uh, you know, I think they like Caden Stearns. You know this 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 safety group in the draft is really good at even in, well into the second round. So I think they could get a good one at 64. And uh, you know, Cream Jackson, they have not closed the door on him. So you know, the, if Jackson doesn't have a market, they can basically name their price, and, and if he wants to play, he'll accept it. So uh, you know, I think that's uh, you know, I don't want to say, say as a long shot. I didn't ever think it was a shot. Yeah, Tyron Matthew still out there. Um... Offensive line for the Broncos, is this really an improved line? Um, I mean, I, I think they still got a lot of questions. Uh, and, you know, they may not be done at right tackles. And they may draft one, make this a four-horse race between Turner, Compton, Anderson, and a to-be-determined. You know, Garrett Bowles has got to be better at left tackle. I think the only, you know, best guy right now is Quinn Miners at right guard. He's second-year player. You know, you're looking at Glasgow and Cushenberry competing at center. I would make sure left guard Dalton Reisner's challenged. I have not been impressed with him the last two years. You know, that's you know sacrilege to say that because he's a Colorado guy. But, you know, maybe you challenge him a little bit. Maybe put Compton over. Maybe challenge him at left guard. So I think what, uh, what fans are going to see if they come to training camp all the way down the line into August, you're going to see different combinations before they settle on the five guys. Rhino Haller, an interesting story on Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson, DenverPost.com. Find him on Twitter at Ryan O'Halloran, and getting us going today. Ryan, thanks a lot. Okay, Nate, take care. Appreciate the time. Ryan O'Halloran, Broncos beat writer, Denver Post, Peyton Manning. Um, getting in touch with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson also getting in touch with Peyton Manning, and those guys kind of, hey, here's how it went. Here's, here's how things can go, and, and they're going to get together over the next month as well. Peyton Manning still still involved with the Broncos. I'm a, I'm good with that, man. I I like having advocacy guys out there with a with a brand like that, connections like that. Um, that's that's all good right there. Again, Peyton Manning didn't get Russell Wilson to come to the Broncos. 
but uh, that story kind of looks at it. It's like, no, yeah, that was one of the elements. You know, it's kind of one of those comfort things as far as what happened with Manning in his career. And now Russell Wilson changes for the first time in his uh, from Seattle to Denver. DenverPost.com, that story up there for the Broncos. I want to come back with Scott Spinelli, former head coach, Boston College. He's been breaking down the tournament all the last few weeks. He wants uh, an interesting game tonight. He said it's going to be an interesting one. I want him to make his pick. Scott Spinelli, former college basketball head coach. It's North Carolina, Kansas. Let's break some things down next. Your sports, your show. This is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Nothing compares to the giveaways at First Gold Gaming Resort. Our promo hot seat drawings every weekend pay out over $34,000. Saturday night's Lucky 7's drawings award players with another twenty one grand in cash. On April 30th, the Golden Cash Blast pays out another $12,000 in cash. Plus, First Gold has slot tournaments every Friday and Sunday, totaling $16,000 in prize packages. All told, that's over $80,000 every single month at First Gold Gaming Resort. It's where Deadwood begins, and the winning never ends. I'm with Brian from Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail. You've added another new product to your arsenal. The Braxton Creek Bushwhackers are back in stock, and it's been a long wait, so hurry in before they're gone again. I tell you, these little rascals got so many options for their size, it's unreal. Amazing little units, complete with kitchen, sink, cooktop, cooler, memory foam mattress, even a built-in furnace and air conditioning system. It really is incredible, all the amenities these teardrops have, folks. To have their own heating and cooling system in a unit this size, you got to be kidding. Unbelievable. Totally self-contained off-road suspension campers with their own battery power and propane tank and they're solar ready too. They even have a built-in stereo and come pre-wired for TV. With over 2 million acres just minutes away, it's time for adventure junkies to head for the hills. Hey, there's no better way to disappear for a while in one of these little campers, people. You just gotta see these bushwhacker teardrops. Now at Anytime Auto Sales. See AnytimeAnytime.com and as always at the corner of Highway 79 in East Minnesota. Anytime Auto Sales. Doctor, are you going to start the ventricular bypass? Wow. I've never seen the inside of a person's chest cavity before. Doctor? Well, my specialty is proctology, not hearts, but I'm game if you are. Would you want a proctologist operating on your heart? Renewal by Anderson of South Dakota thinks not. You'd want a specialist or an expert. Scalpel. Scalpel. Does someone have a diagram? We have nothing that looks like this on the other end. That's why when you need replacement windows, you need Renewal by Anderson. Because they only do windows. They're experts. No subcontractors. Nurse, if we're operating on the left ventricle, is that my left or his left? His left. His left, my right? No, you're right. Let's start from the bottom up, please. Renewal by Anderson. Hassle-free, energy-efficient, low-maintenance windows with a professional perfect fit. They won't leave you hanging. Doctor, where are you going? In proctology speak, I'm pooped. Just leave him as he is, and I'll try again tomorrow. For a perfect fit, call 605-341-7831. That's 605-341-7831. Renewal by Anderson of South Dakota. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate... Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. We are back on a Monday, Fox Sports Rapid City. We're going to go out to New York tonight. Cooper Bowman, New York Yankees draft pick. 
just got assigned. He went through his spring training with the Yankees, had a nice spring training. Rapid City's own Cooper Bowman now with the Yankees. And where's he going to play starting here this season? He's been assigned. We'll talk to him live. Former All-Stater at Stevens and post-22 star Cooper Bowman coming up live. New York Yankees draft choice on the way. Ben Standig's in tonight as well. Senior NFL writer, The Athletic, covering the Washington Commanders in this situation. Uh, more allegations there. Daniel Snyder and the Washington Commanders. Ben Standig on the way. The Athletic, he's in. Well, he was the head coach for Boston College. Done a great job throughout his career. He's college basketball analyst on the Breakdown podcast as well. Has his own podcast, The Breakdown, with coach Scott Spinelli. He's joined us throughout the tournament, so i got to get him on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City tonight, Championship Monday, North Carolina and Kansas. Find him on Twitter, at Coach underscore Spinelli. Coach, it's good to have you again. How are you? Excellent, Nate. Thanks for having me tonight. Great to be here with you, man. Okay, I want to talk to you about uh, the Final Four first. Um, you know, Coach K's career is done. I don't think we'll ever see um, longevity like that anymore, Coach. You've been in the game a long time, the, the Bayheims and and the Shashevskis and, and these guys. I don't think that's going to happen anymore. So what are we, uh, we going to remember about Coach K, the Duke program? Well, first and foremost, I think you obviously have to look at how many players and, and what he's done in terms of impacting – uh, you know, players that he's coached, and, and, and just in terms of just players in general, right? So, I mean, look, the one thing I can tell you, of all the championships and all the games that he's won, to me as a coach, you know, to, to the impact that he's had on those kids, I mean, just to see that last home game and how many of those two players came back, um, you know, that doesn't just happen in bas- college basketball. I mean, there has to be a relationship that has been built and I firmly believe the biggest impact that he's going to have is, is on his players, but on people in general in terms of being a guy that really um, wanted the best for his kids, both his players and his people. Coach Scott Spinelli on Coach Scott Spinelli talking Coach K and Duke. So in that game, I'm a Duke fan, uh, Coach, and you know I said I don't think they played bad, but they didn't play as well as they did against Arkansas. Uh, that was kind of Duke this year. Sometimes really, really good, and then sometimes just a little better than average. I felt like Saturday night wasn't their best game. What did you think uh, in the game? Well, again, we had them going all the way on a collision course to Villanova to the championship tonight. And obviously, that's not going to happen. And, and let me just say, I will, uh, that game right there, um, the one thing that it was was pretty co- and, and it was a constant when Duke lost they didn't shoot the ball well from the three they were five of 22 from the three mm. and obviously their free throw shooting wasn't good either but there were so many little plays within the game I mean you know Banchero saving that ball and you know unfortunately it went to Baycott he picked up Williams his fourth foul but yeah. to me if you looked at the stats and you looked at that box score yeah I get it Carolina had nine more you know rebounds but Duke dominating them in the paint. I mean, the whole thing, besides the free throw shooting and the three-point line, to me, I would have thought Duke would have come out on top based on all of that, um, especially with those points in the paint. And, you know, Carolina had seven assists on 27 field goals, which is not good. It's not good. So, look, you could have gone, you know, either way, that game was just so fun to watch. Any team could have won it. The one thing I was surprised, 
Uh, for me, I thought Duke was the most driven team, but I got to tell you guys, North Carolina, you know, was even that much more driven that night. Big credit to Carolina. Here's something I don't buy. I just saw this headline from from a company that said, "Oh, North Carolina won their biggest game already. That that was the big one. That was the emotional one." So you know, they might have a letdown tonight. I don't buy that. You've been in locker rooms. What well, I, I think North Carolina is ready to win tonight. I, I tell you what, I, there is not going to be a letdown, and, and here's why. I mean. When you think about all the dreams you had as a kid coming up and to get to this point, to be on this stage with a chance to make history and cut down the nets, there's no time for a letdown. Those kids are going to be amped up and ready to go. And look, if you ask me, Nate, I, you know, Carolina has uh, as complete a team as there is in the tournament, um, you know, in terms of what they've been able to accomplish. But Kansas, on paper, is deeper. Um, you know, they, they do, on both ends of the floor, they can actually, you know, they can play fast, they can play slow defensively, they play very hard defensively, as you saw against Villanova. But here's the thing. It's almost like Carolina is that team of destiny right now. And, you know, to the, to the statistics of seven assists on 27 field goals, these two guards, Davis was sensational in the first half and Love took the game over. Yeah. They didn't even get great gate contributions from Manic. You know, he played okay at the big three in the corner, but, you know, he can play better. And Baycott, you know, offensively wasn't, you know, didn't get a chance to really do his thing. So, I just think, again, to your point, Nate, as much as Kansas, I believe if this was a seven-game series, I would take Kansas. But in a one-game series with all the confidence, all the momentum, look, you can't measure that statistic on who's will to win and drive. And right now, I think Carolina is destined and they're more driven. How about this job that Hubert Davis has done? I'm a Duke fan, but I, I started my show, Coach, by saying, I root against North Carolina every chance I get. That, that's, the, that's the deal. It's been a long history for me, as any Duke fan would. But then I look at Hubert Davis and I said, humility, good leader, he has this team that was kind of underachieving early on, kind of got him going. It's hard for me to root against Hubert Davis. What do you think of Hubert's job? I tell you what, he's, him and his staff have done an unbelievable job this year. And again, Nate, I don't care what sport it is. I think we're starting. We're going to start seeing this in all sports, and that is this: when you're a coach that has a long-lasting relationships and been able to communicate and develop relationships with the players, their families, their support groups, and you establish that trust, I think that is so important today in all sports, and I think we're seeing it here front and center. Here's a guy that was a long-time assistant. I've been there. I know as a long-time assistant, your job is to try to keep the guys not too high, not too low, make sure they're, they're, everything is going okay in their lives. You're checking in with their families. You're texting them every day, making sure they're academics. You're meeting with them. I think the, that relationship-based coaching is what we're seeing. Yes, you've got to give them tough love. Yes, you've got to hold them accountable. But to me, being positive with all this negativity and social media, I think what we're seeing here is a guy like Coach Davis and his staff really are excelling because of the fact that they have tremendous relationships uh, with these guys. Last one for Scott Spinelli. Joined us all tournament, former head coach, Boston College. Download his podcast, great basketball podcast, The Breakdown on the Believe Podcast Network. Um, Coach, I look at college hoops, and oh, the last few years people have said, 
Oh, it's going to change. The best players might not go to these schools. They're going to go get paid overseas or, or to this league or that league. This still seems like the number one thing for high school players, no doubt in my mind. What do you say? Without question. And look, I think it has become a little bit more commercialized now with the NIL and the transfer portal. Uh, but with that said, look, you see a team like St. Peter's with their tallest guy, 6'8", and one of the best shot-blocking teams in the country, play with that type of fire and competitive spirit. And all of us here watching the tournament have been an underdog in our life and can relate to what St. Peter's was doing. To me, that's what makes college basketball and the tournament special. And, again, all the guys, the kids who are coming up, and there's so many of them right now that are – looking for schools with COVID and with, you know, the NCAA giving these kids an extra year. There's a whole generation of players out here that are looking for opportunities. And so to your point, I think college basketball is in a great place. And I think just the excitement and the fun of the game and these young kids striving to win a championship, to me, uh, keeping that side of what the business should be, um, I think it's always going to be special. Scott Spinelli on tonight, the Breakdown Podcast, a great basketball podcast. Coach, it's great to have you on. Enjoy tonight. I appreciate it. Nick, thanks for having me on. Okay, good best of luck to you. All right, appreciate that. Uh, Scott Spinelli's been a lot of fun. College basketball analyst, former head coach, Boston College. Uh, he was a longtime assistant in college basketball, recruited Chris Middleton players, uh, some other big-time players. Um, coach underscore Spinelli on Twitter. Scott Spinelli says he likes North Carolina tonight. Going to keep this train rolling? Man, I, I am just in a, in a rock and a hard place. I, I don't like Kansas. It's not like I'm like, oh, I, I like Kansas. I really like Kansas. I, I, I don't. I never have. I mean, they're just kind of, eh, okay. I mean, I don't hate them, but I don't like them. I don't like North Carolina from the history, but I really like Hubert Davis. I really like Hubert Davis. And, and North Carolina somehow is like an underdog, even though they've knocked off Gonzaga, knocked off my Dukies. And by the way, here's that headline about tonight's game. This is from Yahoo Sports. After the highest stakes win for North Carolina in the 102-year history of college basketball's most iconic rivalry, North Carolina now must fight the temptation to feel satisfied with the legacy-cementing victory they've already achieved over Duke. The Tar Heels' new challenge will be gearing up for the national championship game. <laughs> uh, do we just write stuff to... It's like... The Tar Heels' new challenge will be gearing up for the national championship game tonight. Sure, sure. I'm sure they're going to have a hard time gearing up. Uh, they beat Gonzaga. They they beat Duke. Okay. Um, no, check that. They didn't beat Gonzaga. Gonzaga already got beat by Arkansas. But nonetheless, they beat Baylor. That's the one seed. Yes, they beat Baylor. They beat Baylor. They beat Duke. But, boy, national championship night, they might have a letdown because they might just be not quite geared up. Yahoo Sports. Hmm. I like Yahoo Sports, but that one, that one got me going today. Um, rock in a hard place. How do, I, how do I cheer for North Carolina? How do I do it? How do I do it? Uh, Lister text, if you haven't voted in our question of the day, I'm looking at what sports event this week gets your attention the most. Sports event. This is a great time right now. The Masters starting Thursday. Major League Baseball opening day Thursday. 
And you've got the national championship tonight. So what would you vote for? The sports event this week at the top of your list. Sports event this week at the top of your list. Masters, Kansas UNC tonight. Major League Baseball opening day. Let's update it. Uh, listener text, the Masters, Nate, of course. Okay. Uh, listener text, I'm getting hyped for opening day. Major League Baseball, there's hope for every baseball team, in this, unless you're the Pirates, Orioles, or A's. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's update it. 42% of you say the Masters. 42% of you say you're looking number one event this week is the Masters. 39% Kansas UNC tonight. 19% Major League Baseball opening day. That's interesting. Interesting. Major League Baseball opening day, 19%. The Masters gets 42%. Kansas UNC tonight gets 39%. The top two events. Pretty close. Pretty close vote. We'll talk to Cooper Bowman coming up. Hang tight. New York Yankees draft pick. Where has he been assigned? What was his spring training like with the Yankees? Talk to Cooper on the way. First, this story is is every which way but loose. And I mean it's loose. The Washington Commanders. They have all these, these allegations over the last few years. Daniel Snyder, this and that, and, and employees getting fired and let go. And now a new one that an allegation that they could have been holding with uh, withholding ticket revenue from an NFL pot for visiting teams. I mean, that's, that's quite the allegation. What's the response from the Washington Commanders team today? Ben Standig has it. He's a writer, senior writer for The Athletic in D.C. with the details next. The Nate Brown Show. Today on Hey Culligan, buy to save. Here's a text from Devin in Denver. Hey Culligan, I'd love a water softener, but I don't want to pay for it. Devin, I can't help you there, but a Culligan high-efficiency softener can help you save oodles on energy and detergent, so the savings can be even greater than the cost. And I'm getting a mind-blown emoji followed by... Yes, please. Devin, the savings are already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A high wind warning begins at noon tomorrow and continues until 6 p.m. Thursday night. A winter storm watch begins at midnight Wednesday morning and continues until midnight Thursday morning. Lows around 37 tonight under cloudy skies with a chance for scattered rain showers. Westerly winds 20 to 25 miles per hour. Tomorrow, high of 48. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 66. From the minute you wake up to the moment you fall asleep, Black Hills Energy is here to support, inspire, and drive your next adventure. Because supporting your day-to-day is our everyday. And we are always here, ready your next step. Black Hills Energy. Ready. I'm Tyler Hoglin and this is my wife Dee and we own D-Tie Vet Supply. Pioneer Bank has been very good to us. All our banking is with Pioneer Bank. What you find oftentimes in big corporate banks is they don't allow people to run their business the way that it should be ran. And without a doubt, it's been just an easy, easy relationship with Pioneer Bank. Very easy. Yeah, we support them because, you know, they support us. Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. 
Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, out of the gate on a Monday. What's the biggest sports event this week? That's our question of the day on Fox Sports Rapid City. The Masters, Kansas UNC tonight, or Major League Baseball's opening day. Big week. Fun week in sports. What's your vote? 41% saying the Masters right now winning. It's tight. It's tight. 41% say the Masters. Is Tiger going to play? That's a big thing there. That's a big deal. All right. Ben Standig's on tonight. Senior writer, The Athletic. Covers the NFL and the Washington Commanders. Find him on Twitter at Ben Standig. And he's here on Fox Sports Rapid City on the Nate Brown Show. Ben, thanks for the time. How are you? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Well, I appreciate your time. So I want to get into this Washington um, story. And, and, you know, it's hard to do in radio because you got to, you know, people have to look at the details and you got to figure out context here and, and the whole thing. But um, there's more allegations with a Washington organization that, okay, there could have been some alleged financial issues with this team. And were they withholding ticket revenue even? That's the latest allegation. But there's no proof that I'm seeing there. And I don't know where this is all going to go, but. There was a former employee testified in front of the U.S. House Committee on Oversight and Reform. And uh, I just uh, have to ask you, when you see more stuff with Washington coming out here, this organization seems like they've been in the, in the news for the past five years. What do, you, what do you react to and what are people saying? Yeah, uh, whether it's been two months, one year, five years, it feels like a lot longer than, than all of that for sure. <laughs> Um, boy, you know, the, the story has evolved, even though it's over the last few hours. And, you know, uh, in terms of the, the, the current topic, the allegations of financial impropriety that they may have been withholding money from uh, the other teams, I, look, I, I think like a lot of these things, it's, it's, a, it's probably too early to really know exactly what's going on. I think the current evidence doesn't sort of suggest a ton and even talking to some people around the league, you know, the, 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 the really strict auditing processes that, that the individual teams have to go through, the leagues have to go through, and so on, seems like it'll be a pretty complicated situation to um, to pull something off, which, of course, is, you know, people, we, we hear about things in the news like this, or, you know, in some version like, like this all the time. Right. So, I'm not putting anything past anybody, but I, I feel like at the moment, at least, based on what we see, it, it may be more smoke than fire. But as we have seen often with this case involving you know, this organization and Dan Snyder, that you pull one thread and all of a sudden something else emerges. So we'll see where this goes, but it is just one, another in the long and sort of sort of tale here of, this organization is constantly being under some kind of scrutiny. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you about, Ben, because I, I think about it over the years, and and there's been this allegation, that allegation, employees getting let go, and uh, investigations, and, and all of this. And I say, what's going on with Washington? It also feels like somebody, are people out to get 
Daniel Snyder and this organization. I don't know Daniel Snyder at all. And I just say it feels like there's always something that somebody's throwing out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, clearly, I think the ownership thinks that people are out to get him. Um, but, you know, there's obviously been a lot of things that have been shown to have been done wrong and just, you know, even dealing with sort of the organization anecdotally, you know, there's a lot of things that have gone on here in the last, you know, 20 odd years that are, you know, I mean, some of it is more minor, you know, on the football side of things. And then there's obviously much more serious things, including the allegations of, of harassment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, it, it is, I, I don't even really know where where to, where, where to go. There's just so much to to to, to, weed, to weed through here. But basically, um, Dan Snyder is you know obviously one of the most polarizing owners in all the sports, and and you know it may not even be a debate as to you know, the debate may be who's second, right? Uh, it is it is pretty tough to to cover this team. I grew up as a fan of this team. Um, I've been doing this for a minute now, so you know I I. I those emotions have been left at the door, but I know what what it was to be a fan of this team in the Joe Gibbs 1.0 era when they were a Super Bowl team, and to kind of see where it is now, it's just incredibly frustrating and demoralizing, especially knowing a lot of people who are still fans, and it's just hard to see what the end game is here because the usual markers that we all kind of get through, when these stories happen, you you think at some point he just might be like, you know what, I've had enough. (laughs) Like, Like, this isn't worth it, but I think with it's too long. There's not enough time here to get into it, but yeah, it just feels like he's just going to keep riding this thing out, and that's where you know what is the end game here, and that's the part where I think for a lot of people it's both frustrating and maybe even a little bit scary to not quite know where where this is ultimately going to go. Ben Standig on senior writer of the Athletic covers the NFL and the Washington Commanders, uh, former employee of the Washington organization, 24 years with them. Went and uh, provided testimony, but but you know some reports saying well it, it lacked evidence, and so I don't know about this withholding ticker revenue allegation and and where this is going to go. That that was reported. Um, is this all a distraction? How bad for Ron Rivera and like the football team? Uh, this type of stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, right. So we're you know it's the off season, and and you know the players are. Not dealing, you know, not not having to you know, answer questions from us, and who knows what, what they're dealing with, or how much they're even paying attention to any of this, for sure. But it, for Ron Rivera, it's definitely a constant, a constant issue that he has to deal with. He said at the owners' meeting the other day that he's just tired of Washington being an easy, an easy target for people, and he, he means that in a variety of ways. But this is obviously a big part of it, and you know, you have to wonder on some level, you know, in an off season, people. Uh, you know, people have wondered what is Washington doing, right? They tried to make a play for guys like Russell Wilson, you know, even like a little Aaron Rodgers, not that he was getting traded, and some other guys, and, and they, you know, they didn't have a chance to really get them. And the question has been, did they not have a chance because other teams just made better offers, or did they not have a chance because these players didn't want to, to come here? And obviously mm-hmm. Carson Wentz is a guy they did trade for, and – you know he didn't he didn't have much of a say in that matter. He doesn't have a no trade clause, so he kind of had to, to to come. But you have to wonder on some level for any player, boy, coming to Washington seems like a lot, right? Because it isn't just about you know the teams go up and down, but this organizational stuff, boy, it it it, it is it's never ending, and it doesn't seem very appealing to me, right? If you're another if you're an outside player, all yeah. things being equal, so um, you know to that extent, I think it has to affect them. 
in some way. Um, we'll you know we'll see where this particular story is once we get back to the season. What do you think about Daniel Snyder's standing with the NFL owners and the league? Well, I don't think it's great, but it's hard to know for sure. The owners obviously are pretty tight-lipped on, on these matters, and, and Roger Goodell didn't say a ton last week when we had the opportunity to ask him a few questions. So, you know, I think ultimately, for, you know, I know people in these parts are trying to figure out, you know, what is it going to take to get Dan Snyder out? And every time a new matter comes up like this financial uh, propriety allegedly um, comes up, people get excited. But ultimately, to me, it's just going to come down to do the other owners have the stomach, the temerity, whatever, to force him out. And, you know, uh, until it happens, I'm just not going to quite believe it um, because, you know, they don't want their own issues that they may have, you know, on Front Street. Uh, and if you set the precedent that, that, that you can get somebody out, then maybe you're next. So, that, that that's the tough part here. So I, what I don't, I suspect a lot of them are not big fans of Dan Snyder, but getting rid of him, well, you know, I feel like we're still a ways from that, you know, possibility. That's a tough one. Uh, ben Standig, good reporting on it. Follow him there at Ben Standig, senior writer, the athletic covers Washington and the NFL. Ben, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Thanks. All right. Appreciate the time. Ben Standig on Twitter at Ben Standig. NFL writer, The Athletic, uh, covers the Commanders and D.C. I mean, I am just, uh, you know, there's there's always something with Washington. I mean, and there's been some serious allegations, you know, sexual harassment of the workplace and, and the cheerleader stuff. And, and, I mean, and now this this allegation um, is is being thrown out there, and that's what, that's what it is. It's an allegation that Washington withheld ticket revenue that was supposed to go into a visiting team fund. It's a league-wide sharing fund. So every team has this uh, spot. Here it is. You put that money in there for the visiting team uh, fund. It's just part of the rules. And that's what this allegation is. They funneled that money and, and kept it and didn't put it into the visiting team sharing pot. Yet the commanders uh, released a statement today saying, There has been absolutely no withholding of ticket revenue at any time by the commanders. Those revenues are subject to audits by multiple parties. Anyone who offered testimony suggesting withholding of revenue has committed perjury. Hmm. Whoops. So the employee that was there with Washington for 24 years, Jason Friedman, provided testimony to the U.S. House and and alleged financial issues with the team. And reporting out this afternoon saying Friedman didn't supply evidence to back up his claims, but but said that's what was going on. Now the Washington Commanders released that saying, we haven't been doing that. Well, we get audited all the time. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Dan Snyder in Washington just uh, always in the mix of, uh, it seems like, of something. And by the way, if there's no evidence this, that, and he said, he said, I mean, what are you going to do? And I don't think they're going to do anything. I don't know. I guess we'll follow that. Into the drive at 5 tonight on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. I've got a story for you. I've got something for you. Okay? I want to know if you really think this is, um, you should do this. I mean, you got to keep up with the Joneses. you got to keep up with the growing need for this and, and the hype train. 
or if this is over the top, you tell me a new story out from Texas today. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Hey, sports parents and athletes, are you ready to up your game? Well, then it's time to get started at Rapid City's premier sports facility and training center, Rapid Skills. With 35,000 square feet of space, including basketball and volleyball courts, free weights, indoor turf, and more, Rapid Skills is ready to help you become your best. With a great team of coaches, various camps, and memberships available, Rapid Skills is creating champions. Get in the game at Rapid Skills. Learn more at rapidskillsathletictraining.com. At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, our top priority is providing value to our members. Since 1941, we have helped our neighbors buy homes and vehicles, finance their farms and ranches, insure their assets, and retire comfortably. From Custer to Sioux Falls, we live and work in our communities, and we treat our members like family. Visit BHFCU.com to learn more about how you can join. BHFCU is member-owned, not-for-profit, and federally insured by NCUA. Customer service and knowledge. You expect it, and we provide it. As a general insurance agency, Fisher Rounds & Associates has aligned itself with the nation's strongest carrier networks, giving you the highest quality coverage at the best possible price. When it comes to claims or other issues, we handle everything so you don't have to. That's what we mean when we say we're at your service and at your side. Fisher Rounds & Associates, proudly serving South Dakota with offices in Pierre, Mitchell, Rapid City, Sioux Falls, and Watertown. KIMM Rapid City and K294BT Rapid City. This is the Black Hills Sports Station, 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. The doctors and staff at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center have provided expert bone, joint, and muscle care to patients in the Black Hills area since 1976. Whether you're an elite athlete, a weekend warrior, or just want to continue your active lifestyle, the orthopedic experts at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center will help you stay in the game. Don't let an injury keep you from doing the things you love. Trust the team at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, specializing in what moves you. Learn more at bhosc.com. In the past, if you needed auto body repair, you had to get multiple estimates and then try to get your car into a shop for repair. Well, not anymore. In most cases, you can stop by one shop, get your estimate, and schedule your car for a repair. The question now becomes which shop you choose. If you like quality, choose J&J Truck and Auto Body. They have ASE, PPG, and Gold iCar certifications that allow them to offer you a nationwide warranty. And they'll work with your insurance company so you're pleased with the outcome. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 1513 East Philadelphia. Hi, it's Colin Cowart. Great to be in the Black Hills. Get in the herd weekdays, 10 to 1, on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. on a Monday. Thanks for being here. The Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City. Thought-provoking sports talk here on 106.7 FM, 1150 AM, and also on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. Bring us up on Twitter. If you're on YouTube, it's easy to find us, The Nate Brown Show. You can watch the show live. A good start to the week here. We got Cooper Bowman's going to join us live from New York. The Yankees draft pick had his spring training debut and, and had a great spring training. Blasted a three-run homer here last week. We'll talk to Cooper Bowman. Where's he going to play, starting with the Yankees organization? As minor league baseball gets going, we'll talk to Cooper coming up. 
Jackrabbits win the WNIT. Boy, South Dakota State women's basketball. They should have been in the real tournament, right? They should have been in the NCAA tournament. They dominated the WNIT, and they beat Seton Hall by 30 on Saturday. And we'll talk to Matt Zimmer, Jackrabbits beat writer for the Argus Leader. Is there going to be a new football team joining the Missouri Valley Conference to play South Dakota State and USD? It looks like it. Talk to Matt Zimmer coming up. Busy Drive at 5 brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. SummitAutoGRP.com. Remember it for your next pre-owned vehicle. Great selection right now. It's hard to find um, some of these cars, right? So they do the work for you. Experience the Summit difference at SummitAutoGRP.com. Start there before you buy. And Stacy and Matt will take great care of you. No high-pressure sales gimmicks at Summit. Take a look. SummitAutoGRP.com. Um... All right, let's let's get into this story. Let's get into this story and see which way the wind blows today. And the wind's going to be blowing a lot, by the way, uh, around here. Which way does the wind blow today on this? Okay, we love high school sports. We cover high school sports. It's a big thing in South Dakota. I think it's important, not only just from the sports side, what it does for kids and sets them on a good path and, and their tickets to success and determination and teamwork and all that stuff, okay? All that stuff. Love high school sports. Then we get into the money game. Then we get into the money game. And when you talk high school sports, there is no place bigger for high school football than Texas. You know this, Right. But even in Texas, are they going over the top? Are they going over the top? This community says no. But they are now on the verge here in the last year. In the last year, this town and this school has unveiled huge, massive high, uh, high school projects. And I'm talking about this town, Melissa, Texas. This is just a news story that caught my attention here. I mean, it's just off the charts. Melissa, Texas, already is building, okay, this is Melissa, Texas. They're building the number one indoor sports facility in that state. No, seriously. Number one, Texas, largest sports facility indoors at Melissa High School. Yeah, it's better than... Uh, professional football facilities. I, I'm not kidding. It's better than the Texas A&M, University of Texas. It, it's better than that. They 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 did this. Um, they got nine locker rooms, football indoor field, uh, classrooms, training rooms, treatment area, weight room, eight lane track and field, soccer. They they got it all. Melissa, Texas. I talked about this on this show. I don't know when, but months ago, and I said, man, this is wild. And I never thought, I was like, okay, that's, that's unbelievable. And one story, and it's gone one day, and, and then we're back for more. So, so that facility, $21.3 million. This high school, Melissa, Texas, built that indoor facility, or is building it. $21.3 million. Before that facility's done, they have announced today, this Texas high school, they're going to build a new $35 million football stadium outdoors. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I was like, "Is this the Onion?" I mean, are, are we on? Are we on candid camera here today? Because me and Matt Kearney were going over this today. I was, I was like, "He's like, hey, look at this, look at this, thirty-five million dollar high school football stadium in Texas." And I said, "Ah, oh, I've been down there. I've been to some of these stadiums, Allen. I've been to some of these places. They're off the charts. They are. I mean, you go in here, it's like college. It's like, uh, it's like nice colleges. And uh, so I've seen this. I'm like, eh, it's Texas." 
And, and I said, look into who's doing this, though, this Melissa Texas High School football stadium for $35 million. I said, how does this all get paid for? And then he found they already, this is the same high school that built that massive indoor facility. They're building the massive indoor one, and at the same time, they're going to go with a 10,000-seat, five-story box with VIP boxes, two sky perches, a meeting room, you know, all the, all the bells and whistles here, 10,000-seat stadium. You know how big this high school is? How big do you think? As big as Stevens? No. No. It's, uh, whoa, whoa. As big as Central? No. It's got 1,145 students. Melissa, Texas, it's north of Dallas, okay? 42 miles. So, so 42 miles here isn't much, but in, down in Texas, not much either. So it's 42 miles north of Dallas. And I'm trying to get at this going, how is this stuff paid for? Do they have some oil guy down there? It's like, hey, let's roll. Indoor facility, nicest one in the state? You bet. $21 million. Okay. How about a new high school football stadium? $35 million? You bet. No, it's not. It's being paid for by the community. It's all bond money. It's all bond money. And and the folks that are in charge here, the school district, 1,100 students, they say the, the community loves it. They keep building. We have tremendous support, and it goes all the way up top. Everyone supports the common goal and understands it's not just sports. It shows how important kids are here. Okay. So now they're getting ready to play in the big boy football division, supposedly, and they say, hey, we're going to play in the big boy football division like with Allen and Frisco and some of these. We got to get going, and so we're going to build a $35 million football stadium. But I, I, I got to say, when is, when is it not about the kids, but when is it over the top? I'm a believer in purchasing supporting, making a commitment financially, and, and I'm a believer in investing. Yes, I'm a believer in that, investing in the future, investing in kids and top-shelf uh, stuff and having good, good stuff. I'm a believer in it. I, I believe that. But I, I look at this one, and I go, boy, um, everything's bigger in Texas. I know. I understand. That's the line. Everything's bigger in Texas. But is this over the top? Is this over the top? $21 million indoor facility. It's not done yet. Now $35 million football stadium outdoors for the high school. 1,100 kids. (laughs) I guess I'm not the guy that should say, right? It's not coming out of my taxes. What say you? Thanks for calling. You're live, and you go ahead. Hey, Dave. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. What's up? Well, if my kid's not in sports, they better have a damn good uh, school system and computers, laptops for everyone, and uh, state-of-the-art <laughs> educational facility. Well, that's what I'm, I'm hoping. Upset. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping, right? I mean, you're, you, so got the Taj Mahal, I, okay. you got the Taj Mahal yeah. of everything else. Yeah, you would yeah. hope so. And if they do, then fine, I'm okay with it. But if, if this is sports are number one, and I'm a big sports fan, don't get me wrong. But if their academic facilities are not up to par, then I'm raising hell. If I'm, even if I'm a parent of an athlete, they better have equally as good of academic facilities, science, 
labs. You know. oh, well, I bet they do. I, I don't know all those details, but here's what it said. The bond that passed was for hundreds of millions, hundreds of millions. So, so this part's going to a football stadium. The bond that passed was hundreds of millions. So I'm, I'm going to say it must be just be off the charts. Have they got a bunch of oil people in this in this community, or or what? Or is a Boy, got a it's bunch wild of bankers or, it's a wild or attorneys or something? I mean, where do you get the money? I, mean, I need to start a radio show down there. I cover high school football. <laughs> I think we do okay. There's eleven hundred students. It can be a real big town. So <laughs> I wonder where the where the money's all coming from. Who they've got living in this town to support? It's you know, wild. They vote for. This amount of a bond issue. So. It's wild. They, they, uh, they're going to do it. I'm okay with it. If they say do it, I guess we're okay with it. I don't well, know. It seems... Like I said, if they're funding their other you know, facilities, uh, uh, laboratories, science labs, and computer labs, and all these other things, then I'm okay that I'm going to have a problem with it. But yeah, I got you Sounds like that. they are. If it's, no, I... it's a hundred and some million dollar bond issue. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. I appreciate okay. it. I, uh, I, I, it's hundreds of millions for the school. Okay, they they passed the bond, and I and I guess they do they they did get that done. They did get that done. The uh, indoor facility. I was talking about the twenty one million. So I guess they did get the twenty one million indoor football, soccer, you know, track facility done. Now the new thirty five million dollar high school football stadium starts here. It's going to be opening next year, Melissa, Texas. Um, listener text. A lot of Texas schools treat bond money as funny money. But within a few years, they have to get back on other things like teacher pay and maintenance of older buildings. Really? Really? <laughs> it's like, hey, brand new stadium. Hey, by the way, we need to uh, hire a couple more people. Yeah, let's pass on it. Ah, I don't I don't know about that. I haven't seen that. But interesting you say that. Um, Lister text, some building phases do include school enhancements in the bonds as well. Okay. All right. Interesting. Texas High School, Melissa, Texas. Off the charts. $35 million football stadium just announced today after they completed a $21 million indoor facility. This is a high school, 1,100 kids. Okay? And we worry about Sioux Falls having everything. Oh, those darn Texas folks showing up Sioux Falls. I can't believe it. Thanks for calling. You're live on Fox Sports Rapid City, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate. Thanks for taking my call. What's um, up, man? Not much. How you doing? Good. Good. Yeah. So the thing is, like, I think that's like pretty crazy, like how much money that is. But you know, you, you take the sticker shock away from it. Like, I think it's really important, and I think Rapid City, you know, and area schools around, you know, like people that vote. Uh, I think it's important to see, like, when people put money into schools, it brings businesses. Sure. Like, there's going to be sure. people that there's going to be people that relocate to this place because they have a place of, you know, there's a, these facilities for their kids to go, you know, and for their uh, business, their people that work for them, there's you know things for their kids to do things. Well, you know, it's I mean, a those big are, deal. Big those deal. Are huge yes. things, just yes. like parks, just like parks, just yes. like you know putting money every time something you know gets thrown on a bond bond measure you know there's a lot of states that you don't have to have 60% of uh the vote to right like pass we do something here like, like we do yeah here. and that right. i mean it's a big you know that's it's i do agree with like investing in kids i think you know putting 35 million dollars into a football stadium is pretty crazy <laughs> but uh at the same time i think we do need to look at some of that stuff like you've talked about like 
um, you know, getting the sports commission and, you know, getting some of these things like investing in the high schools and the middle schools. And, you know, that'll bring more business to this area. No, sure. I, I agree with that, man. Thanks. I appreciate yeah, that. I, I think it's uh, interesting. You know, he talks about this and I was going to say that. So Melissa, Texas, just, you know, and I don't know who, you know, who lives there and whatever they, they may have, they have more money than me. I understand. But we, we, we had a bond issue here in Rapid City and we couldn't get to the 60%. And we were trying to do schools and this, this building's breaking down that building and everybody complained about that. Okay. I know my wife's a you know, teacher, so, so I, I'm, I'm a fan. Okay. But I'm just going to say, we're not Melissa, Texas, trying to build a football stadium, an indoor facility. We're just trying to get, you know, schools that have good air conditioning and heat and, and like technology. So the next one that comes up, remember Melissa, Texas. I build a $35 million football stadium. You think we could maybe do some schools? I think so. All right. Cooper Bowman next. New York Yankees draft choice. He is live on the way from New York. Where is he going to play next? This is the Nate Brown Show. Are creepy crawlers hanging around your house or maybe even in your house? Warren Chemical and Equipment Company has the answer for spiders, millipedes, crickets, saw bugs, and more. They carry professional-grade pest control products and applicators for do-it-yourself pest control, and they can advise you on how to use them. For professional hands-off pest control, call Warren Chemical and they'll handle your pest problems for you. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company. We kill bugs. Call us at 342-7644. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A high wind warning begins at noon tomorrow and continues until 6 p.m. Thursday night. A winter storm watch begins at midnight Wednesday morning and continues until midnight Thursday morning. Lows around 37 tonight under cloudy skies with a chance for scattered rain showers. Westerly winds 20 to 25 miles per hour. Tomorrow, high of 48. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 63. We're all going somewhere. Going higher, faster, farther. Going in new directions, to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care. With the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring. Keep making memories. Keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Drive at 5 on a Monday. The Nate Brown Show taking you up to championship night tonight. North Carolina, Kansas. I am in a tough spot. A Duke fan, and I like Hubert Davis. I like the way he runs this team. And Humble guy, great player back in the day. And I got I to gotta root for North Carolina? No, I can't. <laughs> this is a tough one for me. 
Um, it's kind of like this guy, okay? I watched this guy cover this guy in high school, unbelievable career, and, the, and he goes to the Yankees. He loves the Yankees, okay? I always haven't. I'm a Cubs fan, so so I'm like, wow, I got my Cubbies, my Cubbies. But I got to root for this guy. He's in the pinstripes. You bet. Yankees draft choice had spring training just wrapped that up, and now he's getting set to play. The Yankees organization, where's he going to go? What's the spring training like for Cooper Bowman? And he joins us live, Yankees second baseman here on Fox Sports Rapid City. Cooper, good to talk to you. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me, Nate. Happy to be here. Well, I appreciate your time. I know you've been busy. So let me let me ask you, what was spring training like for you in, in Florida and, and that whole experience? You know, obviously a great experience. Uh, I mean, I'm playing baseball for a living. You can't complain. But for the first time in my life, I, I felt like I actually had, you know, a legit 8 to 5. Um, you know, get, get to the field early, leave late, wake up and do it again the next day. So, uh you know, it, it was a, it was a fun experience. I got to meet a lot of new guys and, and whatnot. But I think it's it's without having to say that everyone's ready for the season. Yeah, I believe that. What was it like in that clubhouse, Cooper? You're there with the New York Yankees. You are a Yankee, and you're there with some of these guys that uh, you watch all the time. What was it like? You you know, it, at first it's surreal, uh, obviously. But you know, sooner or later it kind of sets in that you know these guys that are in the big leagues now they were in my shoes just a couple years ago and. And they know that, too. So, you know, they're really cool with, you know, introducing themselves, you know, talking to you a little, chopping it up, whatever it is. And, and yeah, it's it's crazy at moments, but, but you learn to just enjoy it and, and absorb as much information as you can. Yankees draft pick just got done with spring training, getting set for the season. Now Cooper Bowman here on the Nate Brown Show. Appreciate his time. Um, let me ask you, what was your approach every day you said, hey, this is this is a grinder now, eight to five. Um, what was your approach? Because you came in uh, uh, later in games, you maybe weren't used to that. Um, what was your approach every day when you got to the ballpark? You know, you just got to win the day. Um, luckily enough, the Yankees run things in such a good and efficient way that all these minor leaguers, you know, we were playing the whole time, um, and then every once in a while we got to go up and fill in for the big leaguers, and, and those were the. You know, those, those were the things on Twitter and whatnot, and those are the fun ones. But, you know, every day we're out there playing each other, playing other teams, and getting after it, and, and, you know, you're competing for a job. So as much fun as you have and as much time as you enjoy, you know, with the guys, at some point it is your career, and, and you know, you got to take it seriously. You got in the game last week, three-run home run. It's gone. It's out, out, out of there, Cooper Bowman, Yankee home run. What was it uh, like rounding the bases? It, you know, I can't even tell you because I don't remember it. It was just such a crazy moment. And, I mean, yeah, to be honest, I, you don't remember stuff like that. I, I think uh, just getting back to the dugout and seeing some of the guys, and you know, everyone's happy for you because you know you're a young guy around the around the older dudes, and you know it doesn't mean a lot to spring training game, but it's a memory I'll always have. That's for sure. Okay, what was the reaction from back here in Rapid City and your buddies? You got back after the game, you took showered up and everything. You look at your phone. What what were people saying? You know, yeah, it's fun. It's fun because you get a lot of texts from from people. You know, you haven't heard from in a while, and it's just it's just cool to know how many people back home, you know, are supporting me and having my back. And and you know, that's just another reason why I love to come back to Rapid. I call Rapid home. It's just 
tons of support, and, and I'm just so grateful for all of it, really. Cooper Bowman hit a Yankee home run in, in spring training last week, and now we get set for a season here. So, Cooper, tell us about it. Um, you went through, through the process here, wrapping up spring training, and now you get assigned, and you're going to the Hudson Valley Renegades. Boy, I was looking at this organization and where you're going to go. It's a, it's a really nice place. What do you know about it? Um, I know it's in Hudson Valley. Uh, that's, that's about where I'm at. And, you know, I know a bunch of the guys on the team, and I know all the coaches just from spring training. And so uh, it's going to be a great experience. Um, I'm back to playing baseball in the cold. I'm not super happy about it, but I'm definitely happy to be there. Okay, I want to get your uh, reaction. They call this high A. Um, what did you think of your spring training performance on the field? Uh, you know, it was good. Uh, obviously, spring training is the time when, you know, you're working on stuff and everyone's working on stuff. So I'm, I was going through a big swing change, um, you know, trying to hit the ball in the air more. So there was obviously a lot of, you know, failure involved with that. But, you know, as things slowly start to click day by day, you know, you get a little more confident and, and uh, you're, you're kind of ready to just apply it to a game sooner or later. Cooper Bowman, couple more. I'll let him run. He's on his way to the Hudson Valley Renegades. High A baseball for the New York Yankees here on the Nate Brown Show. Do they want more power from you, Cooper? Is that where you're trying to get? Uh, you know, in a way, uh, you know, we hit. We like to hit doubles and homers. Um, our, our motto is hit strikes hard. So, you know, we're not chasing. We're, we're making the pitchers come to us. But, you know, then we're trying to do damage. And uh, another thing the Yankees are getting big on is stealing bases. So, you know, hit doubles, hit homers, and, and steal bases. That's kind of our motto. And I'm just doing the best I can to fit into that uh, kind of frame. Do you know your plan at Hudson Valley? Second base, um, do you know your plan? How do things go there, Cooper, of, hey, if you play well, are you on the move somewhere else? You know, I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure on, on all of that, on moving up from here. Um, I just know, I think the plan is to play a lot of second base. Uh, I did get a little bit of outfield work in during spring training for the first time ever, which is a fun experience, obviously. Um, but, you know, uh, wherever they put me, to be honest, I mean, I'm just trying to get in the lineup and, and any way I can, you know, get my name on the roster and, and play every day. I, I don't really care what position I'm at. Cooper Bowman's in tonight. Uh, what a debut there. Uh, Yankees home run, spring training, and now he's on his way to Hudson Valley, the Renegades. High A uh, baseball with the Yankees. Cooper Bowman on tonight. Cooper, best of luck to you, man. We'll stay in touch on this. Uh, good luck. Hey, anytime, Nate. Thanks for having me. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Cooper Bowman's been really busy, been trying to get him on, and he wraps up uh, Yankees spring training in Florida, and now he's on his way to Hudson Valley. I was looking at that, man. There's, there's, that's a nice place right there on the Hudson River. You had some nice colors there. Some trees. A great stadium. Great stadium. So high A baseball is where, gonna, where is he going to start. And then uh, we'll keep an eye on this. So we've had some great minor leaguers over the years. Sam Wolf, you know, he's he's been up there and got up to the Giants. I mean, there's been some guys we all know, you know, Mark Ellis and, and players back in the day, but Cooper Bowman, keep your eye on him. He's been a great player, high draft pick for the Yankees. Three-run home run last week at spring training on the big boy club, and uh, he says he doesn't remember it. He doesn't remember it. <laughs> I do. I'll send you the highlight. Um, Hudson Valley Renegades is where he'll be, so that's the update on Cooper Bowman here on the Nate Brown Show. A quick timeout. We'll go to Matt Zimmer out in Sioux Falls, covered the Jackrabbits as they won the WNIT. 
I'll get that reaction there of, of South Dakota basketball. What was this season like in South Dakota? I, I don't know if everybody remembers all this. We'll get into that. And I want to ask Matt Zimmer, what about this new football team being added to the Missouri Valley Conference to play the Jacks, the Coyotes, and more? Matt Zimmer on the way. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show, streaming live at FoxSportsRapidCity.com and right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. First Gold Gaming Resort always has more exciting ways for you to win big. Just slide your club card into your favorite machine every time you play to win your share of $8,600 in weekend promo hot seat giveaways. Win $1,000 on the hour every hour from 6 p.m. till midnight every Saturday, which leads up to Deadwood's biggest single night giveaway, the $12,000 Golden Cash Blast on Saturday, April 30th. First Gold Gaming Resort, it's where Deadwood begins and the winning never ends. We all know life's busy, and if you get sick, you can get behind pretty quick. That's where Black Hills Urgent Care comes in. No appointments needed, no long waits, just fast, affordable care to get you feeling better quicker. Black Hills Urgent Care has two locations in Rapid City on Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road. You can simply check in online at bhucare.com. That's with the letter U, bhucare.com. When you need care, see the team at Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. Hi, I'm Dave Dolan, and I'm a member of the Rapid City Sports Officials. I'd like to invite you to become a member of this great group of men and women. We meet once a month, and our number one objective is to support Rapid City athletic events. If you become a member, you'll also get to vote for the High School Athletes of the Year, and you'll receive free admission to the annual Sports Hall of Fame and Recognition Banquet. For more information on becoming a member of the Rapid City Sports Officials, contact Dwayne Whalen at 605-343-6598. Looking for a great place for a pregame meal that really satisfies? Or maybe you want a place to take your all-star after the game. Or you're looking for a place to enjoy a delicious meal while watching your favorite team on the big screen TV. Valley Sports Bar and Grill has all the bases covered for all those things and more. Top-notch, friendly, and attentive service. Wall-to-wall big screen TVs with all the big games. And the absolute best wings in Rapid City. Valley Sports Bar. Make it your place. 1865 Valley Drive. Rapid City. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show live in the drive at five brought to you by Summit Automotive Group, summitautogrp.com, Fox Sports Rapid City. Bring up the podcast if you can't catch us live. Great show tonight, man. We had Coach Scott Spinelli on, former head coach, Boston College, broke down Kansas UNC tonight. He goes UNC tonight. He's one of the few guys I've found doing that. North Carolina, what are they, four, four and a half underdogs? North Carolina, Kansas tonight. We talked to Cooper Bowman moments ago. Yankees draft pick, a high pick for the Yankees, hit a three-run bomb at this Yankees spring training last week for the big uh, big league club, and now he's headed to Hudson Valley. Uh, high A baseball for Cooper Bowman. Just got done talking about his spring training experience with the Yankees. Matt Zimmer's on tonight. Jackrabbits, beat writer, and more. Yes, you can't just put him in one silo. I mean, Matt Zimmer is the guy at the Argus Leader. 
Sioux Falls. Covered the Jackrabbits run in the WNIT, though, it was dominant. I mean, it was unbelievably dominant. We had Haley Timmer on last week, St. Thomas Moore All-Stater, and boy, she had a great first year. Wow. Haley Timmer and the Jackrabbits win the WNIT going away over Seton Hall on Saturday. Matt Zimmer joins us live. Matt, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm great, Nate. How are you? Well, I'm doing good. Let me ask you uh, first, we had Haley Timmer on. Of course, we covered her in St. Thomas Moore and did a lot of her games, and, and I saw her at St. Thomas Moore a lot, so I was like, man, great player. But then I never can quite tell. You, you're like, okay, St. Thomas Moore's had these unbelievable players. Drew Gilton's went to Utah, Alexis Swedland, Washington State, the the Duffy's there, USD. I'm like, they, they're all, they have all been great players. And I'm like, that's going to be Haley Timmer at South Dakota State. And then I always, they always surprised me their first year. What was your reaction to her freshman year? Uh, she was outstanding. I mean, and she's going to be a big big part of their future. I mean, I think with all the players the Jacks have coming back uh, from the team that just won the NIT, basically all their key players except for one, she's one of the big reasons that you'll like them going into next year. Look at them as a potential NCAA tournament team. I mean, through most of the season, she was kind of just, you know, uh, the sixth woman or uh, instant offense off the bench, and, and she performed very well in that role. You know, she could come in and shoot and make some plays and, you know, give you a, give you a burst of some good minutes off the bench, but um, then when they lost Paige Meyer, their starting point guard, and their other awesome freshman uh, near the end of the regular season, um, they probably should have gone to Haley Timmer sooner because, uh, you know, they got beat by USD in the Summit League tournament, partly because they really struggled to find a way to replace Paige Meyer. Uh, they get into the NIT, and Aaron Johnson decides at that point, well, hey, let's put Haley in the starting lineup, see what happens. Jeez, you know, she averaged almost 20 points a game for the tournament. It was just unbelievable. And I, and I think the thing that impressed people the most was just uh, her poise, her sort of veteran savvy. I mean, I commented a couple times during the run. She just, you know, doesn't play like a freshman. She almost seems like she doesn't, isn't aware of the stakes of the things that are going on, on around her because the, the magnitude of some of the shots that she takes, you know, let alone makes, it's just really impressive. She's got a really bright future. I said, I talked to her last week. I said, it's like you're just playing at St. Thomas More and Belfouche. It's, yeah. it's like, it's like, yeah, it's just easy. Um, she had a nice run there at the end. Uh, so South Dakota State women win the WNIT. That's a, that's a big thing. USD did it uh, a while ago. And I say this, though. I go, South Dakota State, I think, should have been in the tournament. That, that seems uh, like the case. Probably. I mean, you never know. It kind of... I definitely think they're one of the 65 best teams in the country. I mean, I think the final AP poll came out today, and they were in the top 30. So that tells you they're definitely one of the, the best teams. But, you know, that's part of what makes the NCAA tournament great. And what can also make it difficult is, you know, depending on what your league situation is, how many bids there's going to be, you know, good teams get left out. And the thing that impressed me most about SDSU was how they never said throughout this run that, you know, we're out to prove people wrong or, we're out to show that we belong in the NCAA tournament, or we're mad that we get in, didn't get into the NCAA tournament. If anything, they seem very much to embrace the idea that, hey, we didn't get it done. You know, if we wanted to get into the NCAA tournament, we needed to win the Summer League tournament. We didn't do it, so now we have this other t- opportunity in front of us. Let's just go see how far we can make it. And, you know, they didn't talk about revenge or proving anything, and they didn't talk about winning the WNIT either. They just said, let's try to keep playing. Let's try to extend this season as long as we could. And that was obviously the right formula because by the end of it, and you kind of alluded to it a second ago, they were dominating. And what they did to Seton Hall on Saturday, you know, just kind of icing on the cake. That was a butt whooping. Yeah, it really was. Um, sold out crowds the last two games. You've seen a lot of Jackrabbit uh, games. And I just say, I, I was like, 
I'm happy to see it. I got a couple of daughters, and, and I say, South Dakota, uh, whether it's USD or South Dakota State, really, really good support. What, what did you think of, what, what should we make of that? I think it just goes to show what we've known in South Dakota and, and shown for a long time is women's basketball matters here. You know, we will support it. We always have. It, it, that's the cool thing. It's, this is not a new thing. You know, part of the reason that uh, USD and SDSU, and to be clear, it's not just those two schools. You know, Augustana, USF, Dakota Wesleyan, Northern State. You know, there's tons of schools and high, and high schools around the state that have always enjoyed lots of lots of uh, support. It goes back to I think kind of where it started was those Division Two days where you had the double headers where you'd have the women's game first and the men's game second, mm. and a lot of people that normally wouldn't have been much interested in women's basketball got exposed to it by you know getting there early and catching the end of the women's game, and that really built on itself in those NCC days when you had SDSU, USD, and Augustana doing that, and then all the NAIA schools kind of doing the same thing. That really built it up I think in the 80s and 90s. And when the teams moved on to Division One, and they didn't necessarily have those double headers, which people still like, um, it was, I think, a great thing to see that fans would continue to support it. You know, they didn't need to have the men's game behind it to go to the women's game. They'll just go to a women's basketball game. And, you know, like you said, we saw it in 2016, USD had 7,000 people in the last day of the Dakota Dome for their NIT game. And the Jacks had 11,000 combined in the last two games of this tournament. So um, I, I think that's just a, a feather in the cap of, of everyone in this state that cares about sports and, and college basketball. Matt uh, Matt Zimmer on ArgusLeader.com. couple more, I'll let him run. Uh, ship from the Jacks to USD. I just want your take on Don Plitzewhite. She goes to West Virginia. Who should uh, USD be contacting here? Boy, I don't know. Um, you know, I made a list of candidates for an article in the paper the other day, but I'll be honest, I kind of expect it to be someone that I haven't heard of. You know, when uh, Amy Williams left to go to Nebraska, None of us knew who Dawn Flitzewhite was. You know, she was this coach who was at Northern Kentucky, I believe, where she was having some success, had won a Division II national championship at uh, Grand Valley State, um, had a great resume, and obviously someone that, that David Herbster must have had on his radar, but we didn't know about her. Um, there, there's a lot of great candidates out there, regional, national, local, um, but, you know, that program has elevated itself now to where, they don't necessarily have to get someone, you know, from the you know surrounding four or five states. I mean, anyone who wants to move up in women's basketball, mm. just look at what USD has done. The last Ryan Williams, Amy Williams, and Don Blitzwhite are all now, you know, making really, really good money coaching at high-level Division One college basketball programs. That program can be a stepping stone to a bigger thing, and and that's good for USD too, because as long as those coaches keep having success and moving on, that means the program's having success and, and winning games and doing all the things they set out to do when they won Division One. Really elevated program, I agree, nationally. Uh, going to the Sweet 16, beating Baylor. Um, really elevated uh, job there, I believe. I know the pay, you know, it's, it's, it's there, um, and it doesn't compare to the Big 12, but uh, it'll be interesting to watch USD fill it. Uh, on the football side, here's the football headline. Missouri Valley's getting a new team for the Jacks, uh, the Coyotes, everyone else. Murray State. So Murray State's a basketball school. You know, Murray State goes to the tournament every year, and and they get a football program that the uh, you know I was looking at this the stadium's you know a, a shell of you know South Dakota State Stadium for example. Mm -hmm. Murray State's coming into the Missouri Valley. North Dakota State voted against them. You think South Dakota State wanted them in? What's the story? I don't know. I didn't ask anyone at South Dakota State. Um, you know, it gives them twelve teams an even number. 
Uh, I think it makes the teams on the east side of the conference happier. It's another school that they can drive to, and frankly, it's another school they can beat. You know, I mean, you look at teams like Youngstown State or, or Southern Illinois. They used to be powerhouses in this league, and now they're, I don't want to say doormats, certainly. I mean, Southern Illinois is in the playoffs this year, but, you know, the dominance is obviously on the west side now with these former Division II schools, and obviously North Dakota State is on a cl- in a class by themselves, and then even South Dakota State is almost in a class by itself as the second-best team, and then everyone else after that seems to be fighting for third place. Murray State's not going to help that. They're going to come in and easily be the worst team in the league. Now, having said that, they are hoping, obviously, that being in a great conference like this will elevate their program, that they'll be able to recruit better and maybe get better facilities, raise up their program, maybe fine, whatever. But I think the bigger question is, what does this mean for the future? You know, will they split up into East and West divisions? Uh, could Summit League schools look to, you know, branch out and, and make a Summit League football conference? Because, you know, St. Thomas is in the mix now there, too. They're a, mm. a mm. Summit League school that has football. And if you throw in Augustana, I mean, there's all sorts of possibilities. So I don't think it's really that big of a deal right now. What's interesting to me is what this will mean, you know, two, three, four, five years down the road. Why would North Dakota State vote no, citing a number of concerns? Um, because they're already so much better than everyone else. How does it help them to have another crappy team? Um, and especially, you know, if they do go to an east-west divisional format and an unbalanced schedule, well, cool. Then you've got NDSU, SDSU, USD, UND, probably UNI, probably Missouri State on the west. Those are all the best teams in the conference. You almost have just like a varsity and a JV at that point. And I'm sure that's great for, you know, the Indiana States and the Youngstowns over there that are tired of getting beat up all the time. But when it comes to, you know, the playoff selection committee and all of a sudden are you going to give a, you know, an 8-3 and three Southern Illinois team or are you going to put them in the playoffs over a 6-5 and five USD team? I mean, that potentially leads to a lot of headaches and a lot of arguments. So I can see why they would have uh, some, some concerns. Interesting. Murray State, uh, always been a basketball school, and uh, they're playing football in the Missouri Valley. They got voted in. Um, that came out today. Matt Zimmer tonight, ArgusLeader.com's great coverage uh, the basketball season here. Matt, thanks for the time. Thanks, Nate. You bet. Appreciate it. Matt Zimmer on ArgusLeader.com. Jackrabbits and more. Argus Matt Z on Twitter. Find him on Twitter at Argus Matt Z. A good rundown there from hoops to uh, football and all of it in between. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Murray State, though. Murray State going to the Missouri Valley to play football. I was just looking. I mean, they're, uh, the football program kind of reminds me of like... I don't know. Kind of reminds me of like Drake, Valparaiso. You know, some of those like those are non-scholarship though. So, so I'm not, I'm not saying it's them. It's that, but it just reminds me of that football. Not quite up to par on on Murray State basketball. Murray State. I mean, they won 30 games in a row this year in basketball. They they got bounced in the in the tournament, but. Um, their their basketball. I didn't even know they played football. Frankly, I mean that's just that's just me. But they do, and now they're going to be playing on the Missouri Valley against the Jackrabbits and the Bison and the Coyotes. Murray State coming to the Missouri Valley, twelfth football member. Who's hot and who's not on a Monday here on the Nate Brown Show? I've got one for you. Which NFL team has spent the most money, a record amount, in free agency this year? So who is spending money hand over fist? The numbers are in today. I think it'll surprise you. And uh, this college basketball team made the tournament, and now they don't have one player left on scholarship. Everybody is gone. 
That's next. Your sports, your show. This is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. At Ace Steel and Recycling in Rapid City, our goal is to make recycling your materials so quick, so easy, and so profitable that you'll become a lifetime recycler. At Ace Steel and Recycling, we buy, process, and ship scrap iron, automobiles, stainless steel, and aluminum, including cans and cast. We also buy insulated wiring, as well as copper, brass, lead, batteries, zinc, and tungsten carbide. Visit acesteelusa.com or give us a call at 342-8649. Ace Steel and Recycling, 2830 Eglin Street. Rapid City. Here at Pizza Ranch, we believe in happy accidents. Like in 1964, when a Buffalo, New York restaurant owner accidentally bought chicken wings instead of chicken necks. The 60s were a crazy time. Well, decades later, and the mistake turned masterpiece is now at Pizza Ranch. Introducing our new traditional and boneless chicken wings, tossed in our signature sauces. Two more ways to get the country's best chicken available for carryout and delivery. Maybe it wasn't an accident after all. Just delicious fate. Pizza Ranch. Fans know some things just go together. Slam dunks and three-pointers, face paint with super fans, game days and tailgates. I'm State Farm agent Scott Carlson, and I know another winning combination, home and auto. Me and my team are here to help life go right when you combine your home and auto insurance, which saves you time and money. So get your home and auto on the same team and score some savings. Call me, State Farm agent Scott Carlson, at 342-0188. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. All right, let's roll on a Monday. The Nate Brown Show is sending you to the Pizza Ranch. Remember, tomorrow's Senior Day. Okay, if you're a senior... $8.99 on the buffet tomorrow. That's Tuesdays. Families like mine, we go Wednesday. Pizza Ranch Buffet, Kids Day, Wednesday. One child, 12 and under, eats free for every regular priced adult. On Wednesdays, the buffet at the Pizza Ranch, open 11 to 8 daily to locations in Rapid City. The Pizza Ranch, the best buffet in town. Who's hot and who's not tonight? Let's roll with it on a Monday and let's get to championship night where I am rooting for... North Carolina. Oh, I did the I did the big switch. The big switch on you. North Carolina. A Duke fan rooting for North Carolina. There is hope that we can all get along. There is hope. Um, who's hot category belongs to? And my who's hot? It is the Jacksonville Jaguars for the first time ever. I mean, normally the Jags have been in my who's not, who's not with Urban Meyer. I mean, the list goes on. The Jaguars are in my who's hot. The numbers are in. The Jaguars have handed out the most money guaranteed in free agency in the NFL this season. So the offseason spending spree, I mean, it is, it's a big number. $175 million in guaranteed money? That's an NFL record. An NFL record. The Jaguars somehow, they, they have this money somewhere, and they spend it. The problem is, I'm looking at the players they spend it on. <laughs> I know a couple of them. I know a couple of them. Wide receivers, A. Jones, tight end Evan Ingram. I don't know some of these other guys, but uh, $175 million in guaranteed money. At least the Jaguars are going for broke. The Jaguars are going for broke. They've spent the most money 
in free agency. And Doug Peterson, new head coach. I like Doug. I like Doug. We'll see if uh, he can get the Jags going a little bit. Yeah, they're spending money. Um, in our Pizza Ranch Who's Not category, it's got to be the LSU basketball program. So their head coach got let go. Now they got a new head coach, Matt McMahon. The LSU Tigers made the tournament. They got beat. And then they just had this happen. 11 Tiger players are gone. 11 Tiger players have entered the transfer portal. So so I know Coach Wade there, Will Wade, he was the former head coach. He got let go, and maybe that's what's happened here, obviously. Uh, but Will Wade's gone, and now 11 players from the LSU team have entered the transfer portal. That leaves one player on scholarship. One player on scholarship right now. And their head coach is like, hey, that's the mo- we're going to invest some time with our current players. We want to you know, build here. And he's got one guy left. One. That's amazing. The transfer portal strikes again. This time, LSU basketball. 11 players go to the portal. Youchie. Coming right back tomorrow after a championship night. North Carolina, can they win it tonight? See you back here on the Nate Brown Show at 4.